Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the PR students in the Kent State University School of Journalism and Mass Communication. Hey, welcome to the Digital PR Podcast. Uh, I am Nathan Maring. I am a uh, digital PR student. And you are? I am Rhonda Baldwin. I am also a digital PR student, and I'm a master's um, student as well, getting my degree in public relations. Um, and I'm excited to be here and give you guys all this good information. Yeah. So Rhonda is doing a, a grad student project on influencers, and that's actually our subject for today. So Rhonda, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, grad project? For sure. So um, I've been working on this project, guys, for two semesters, okay? So just imagine <laughs> all of the work that I have put into this project. Um, so it's kind of like my baby. So basically I am, you know, doing a vlog series dedicated to nano influencers. And, um, that's just a certain type of influencer. Nano influencers are your niche market influencers, kind of like your local pastor or your local teacher, community activists, and they have small followings online and they have a certain passion that they want to share with others. So what's so good about nano influencers and why a lot of companies and brands are starting to use them more is because they have authenticity, which is something that audiences love. When you are authentic, your audience trusts you more. So that's why a lot of companies and brands are starting to use nano influencers because they have those small niche markets. They have a really um, unique following and they are authentic. And um, so they're really like the powerhouses of the influencer community. So what I basically wanted to do with that, um, I did my research and I found that many nano influencers who share passion online have the small following, have the audience they just really don't know how to grow their brand online. They know they have this passion. They know they have these audiences, but they're like, what do I do? I don't really know a lot about social media. I really don't know how to grow my brand. So what am I going to do? So with that, I said, hey, I want to create a vlog series, a three-part vlog series series that will assist nano influencers in growing their brand online. Um, and so far, I've finished all of my videos, three videos on authenticity and personalization, brand positioning, um, pitching and pricing, all the good stuff that you need to be a successful nano influencer online. Um, and I'm hoping that it's going to be very useful once I release it and pub it on social media that it's going to help a lot of influencers in general, you know, grow their brand online. So that's pretty much what my project is about. And like I said, I'm really excited about it because like Nathan was saying, influencers is such a huge part of our culture in this day and age. And, um, they are really, really, really impactful. Um, and it's time that we really realize that they are huge, 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 huge key factors in marketing and branding and basically our influence, um, 
an influence on the culture in general. So that's a little bit about my project and um, I'll be releasing that soon. So yeah, that's why I'm excited that we're talking about influencers today because I, I've, I've studied it for two semesters. <laughs> yeah. Rhonda, where can uh, the people find your uh, posts once they come out? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to be mainly pubbing on my Instagram and my YouTube channel. So my Instagram, you can follow me there at Rhonda underscore Denise one. So that's R H O N D A underscore D E N I S E one. Um, I'm going to be promoting all of my um, links and blog and vlog stuff there in the bio and also my YouTube channel, which is bring your own brand BYOB becoming a nano influencer. So you guys can catch all of my content there. Make sure you subscribe. I need followers guys. I need subscribers. Um, Cause it's going to be some really, really amazing content that I'm going to pursue even after I graduate this semester. That's great. Yeah. yeah and I got nothing to promote, so uh, don't follow <laughs> me on anything. I don't really, I don't really want to be followed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So, uh, right now, coronavirus. No one wants to talk about it uh, because you know it's on everybody's minds twenty four seven. But I feel like we have to because yep. with influencers, obviously, the industry is going to be affected somehow. And um, you know, I think we we had differing viewpoints earlier on this, but I think. That from what I've, what I've read and what I've seen, a lot of the industry is being negatively impacted, impacted like really bad, mm. because you know there's companies that um, and, and like PR people and marketing people that don't want to put money into influencers right now, mm-hmm. because you know like uh, you know money's scarce with people not being able to spend as much, uh, people losing their jobs, and so what do you think about that, Rhonda? Like, do you agree with that? Um, I mean, I, I feel like there's like two, there's like, you know how they always say it's like two sides to the story and then there's the truth. I feel like there's, what you're saying is definitely true in some aspect, but also on the flip side of that, I think influencers are in a great position right now. And the reason why I say that is, um, really quickly, I want to throw out just a really, really quick fact, just to, you know, throw this in there. So according to Media Kicks, which is a really cool site that just talks about influencers and has a bunch of cool data. So you guys can check that out. But more than half of brands, so that's 66% use mid-level influencers, okay? And 59% use micro-influencers. And 44% use macro-influencers, okay? So almost two-thirds of brands compensate influencers monetarily. So, and I I wanted to point that fact out there just to say influencers are being used more than ever right now. And the reason why I say that is, for example, when all the coronavirus stuff started coming out and the news and everybody was freaking out and people, some people weren't taking it as serious. So I remember I was watching CNN one day and uh, not CNN, I was watching the just a local news channel one day and Mike DeWine, who's the governor of Ohio, he was just saying, we need the influencers, the people that have the voice online to go out here and tell people that this is serious. This is a serious virus. It can kill you. We need to take precaution and we need to raise awareness. So no one else could do that, but the influencers online, whether that was your macro, your celebrity, your nano, all the way to the Kim Kardashians, all the way to your local community activists. They are depending on 
the influencers to get this information out there, get people to understand like, hey, this is serious. And um, a lot of brands, I feel as though, are depending on influencers right now to drive traffic to their websites. People are not going to the stores anymore shopping right now. And we don't know when that will become a thing again. We don't know when things are going to go back to normal, but business and the economy still has to run. It still has to grow. So who's going to drive traffic to my company, to my brand? I need an influencer that has the voice, that has the authenticity and has the following to drive traffic to my business and my company. And I feel like influencers in a, are in a perfect position right now because of that. Um, and, I feel like that has always been a thing, but definitely more so now with this whole coronavirus going on. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I have some stats on that, too. Um, yeah. So from the Influencer Marketing Hub, they said that oh, yeah. uh, for the hashtag, this is just one hashtag, but the hashtag stay at home um, or stay home has over 500 million engagements and is featured yeah. in 173,000 posts. And many of those, you know, obviously are like influencers, not all of them, but, you know, many influencers yeah. use that hashtag to let people know, like, stay at home, like, stay safe, right. which is great. You know, like influencers, um, you know, have the power to influence. And so, you know, they're yeah. a lot of them are influencing people like stay at home or social distance or, you know, here's some actual safety tips or, yeah. you know, here's how to make a mask or something like that. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's so true about like, uh, the government relying, the government and like businesses relying on influencers to do that. Yeah. But um, I, I know right now, like some specific influencers or like the specific uh, sects of influences are mm-hmm. in trouble. Like obviously like the travel industry. Um, yeah. You know, obviously those, the people who are travel influencers aren't doing you know, as well right now, or aren't really, they, many of them don't have work. Like I saw a couple of articles, mm. that like, you know, they, okay. they're not, they, their uh, email boxes are empty because nobody wants to uh, work with them because it's like, nobody's traveling right now. Okay. So I get what you mean. You're not saying like all influencers, you're saying those certain type of niche market influencers, those that influence on travel and vacationing and things like that, they're out of work pretty much. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. A bit of that. And also I I think like uh, the fact that people, you know, obviously don't have a lot of jobs right now or like a lot of people, I forget the exact numbers. I think it's like 16 million people right now in the U S have lost their jobs because of coronavirus. It's like, you know, I feel like people aren't spending as much on these, on more expensive items that an influencer might promote, you know? You know, with that, even though um, I think that people, you know, obviously aren't spending as much on like higher priced items. I was actually, I was looking up um, an article. I think it was from the LA Times. It mentioned that uh, there's this thing called the lipstick effect in Mm. um, purchasing where, you know, like people look at higher priced items and stuff from influencers and then buy like something that's more of an imitation of that or like something that's lesser priced. And so I think, you know, businesses that sell those cheaper products might be doing really well with influencers because it's like, you know, they may not buy like the really high price items, but the people are still willing to buy like the same products that aren't as great. I mean, that's interesting because (laughs) you kind of made me, when you said that, that you kind of made me kind of do some self-reflection. I'm like, well, 
I'm starting to look at like how many influencers do I follow? Who do I follow? I actually do the same thing. Like I'll see an influencer that I follow, they'll post something and I'm like, oh man, that seems really cool. But then I will go and try and like find like the second best thing next to it. Not necessarily the exact thing that they, that they promote it. Which I mean, I don't, I don't know how that fares with uh, like if you, if you are a company that's hiring someone to be an influencer, you know, it's like you should probably sell the same product, but like, different levels of quality or something like that, you know, to be able to actually make a lot of sales for so. a wide variety. Yeah. But do you think COVID-19 is going to drastically change the culture of what we know today as influence marketing? Well, from what I've seen, uh, I think it was from Vanity Fair that uh, okay. was talking about like influencers is kind of like, this could be the age, the end of the age of influencers you know, with the coronavirus, because a lot of them seem to be out of work, you know, especially like in the travel industry. Yeah. But I think that, you know, obviously like the idea of like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of influencers I think are adapting to mm-hmm. uh, the coronavirus right now and like kind of almost being out of work. Like I know um, for fashion influencers, a lot are mm-hmm. showing like more comfort clothes instead of like clothes that you'd wear going out, like dresses and stuff, like they're showing yeah. comfort clothes. A lot of them are doing hazmat clothing. Yeah. Or like, you know, quarantine clothing or, you know, where you wear like a, a mask. You know, So that adaptability, that, that ability yeah. to kind of, okay, I used to do it this way, but now I have to adjust to what the culture is and I have to switch it up a little bit. I have to fit what the culture is telling me, not telling me, but like, just what what the culture is in general and i have to i have to adjust to it yeah and it, it, it's especially good for influencers who have like a diverse array of content you know yeah like sure. um i saw one that had this woman had like a, a book club mm-hmm. account that she like I, I she was mainly a travel influencer but then she had this like book club account that had like ten thousand followers and like was never used like hardly ever and yeah. as opposed to like you know having a million followers but on a like travel account, but uh, when the coronavirus started and like every, the stay at home orders came in, she, you know, went back to that of her account and like started using it and like mm. would po- post pictures of self reading or like ask people questions, get engagement that way. Yeah. And so there's this thing about like adaptability in the face of something like the coronavirus that like, you know, makes these influencers I think better in a way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know how much money that generates, you know, obviously, cause if you're, you know, posting a lot and having a lot of engagement, your post doesn't equal money, but it does not. It actually does not. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know how much money is actually being created from all that, but um, in terms of like staying relevant, I think a lot of influencers are like finding different ways to do that. But then, yeah. you know, some influencers are obviously kind of like, train wrecking their own, own careers right now with yeah. the coronavirus. Like, uh, I don't know if you heard the uh, story about uh, Ariel Charnas, I think it's pronounced her name. Mm, no, yeah, no. Oh, she, so essentially she was an influencer who, I believe she was a, like a lifestyle influencer. So mm-hmm. she like lived in New York and she had, a, you know, has a lot of money and like buys expensive things. But she had a friend who was a doctor who, diagnosed her positive 
for COVID. Oh. And that's that wasn't the part that like trained her to her career because like you know it would have been fine if she just stayed in and then did nothing. But mm-hmm. after that, what she did was she traveled to Los Angeles and then oh. stayed in Hampton Hills and like brought her whole family with her. And so I think she had, she had a husband and uh, two kids, I think. But so, you know, people are like, how can you be that reckless right now? You know, and like she, she posted a lot during that time, but mm-hmm. um, you know, like there, that was a, probably a big mistake and she had to like send out a huge apology oh, and okay. let everybody know like, Hey, I, I messed up, you know? Yeah. And that goes back to my point earlier about authenticity. You know, as an influencer, you want people to kind of understand that you're human and like you make mistakes. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of like a good thing that she was able to admit that. Yeah, absolutely. Something that I'm, I'm, um, something I researched back to our point about uh, how this relates to digital PR. Right. So basically there's, um, on grin.com, which is a site that I use often to do just research on multiple things. Um, I, it just goes to the point of showing like how COVID-19 is really impacting influencer marketing, right? Yeah. So it says, as the global novel coronavirus crisis grows, consumers are making significant changes to the way they interact with content, social media, and advertising across channels, okay? And it go. It also says... Um, it shows some data, brand impact. 57% of marketers say influencer content outperforms their own brand content and will lean on influencer marketing during a time of a crisis. Mm-hmm. So I think this is very important, especially for people that, I mean, I don't know what you plan to do in the future, but people that may want to go into, you know, online um, branding or, you know, marketing and uh, content strategy, this is important because it's like, how do you save your brand during a time of crisis? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you know, brands, even during a crisis, brands are still going to have, you know, still selling stuff. The world's still exactly. running. Away. Exactly. So how, you know, because um, the economy, I know the economy is in a very strange stress state right now. Every business is scrambling what's going to happen what are we going to do so it's like if you were in that position what are you going to do to save your business and me personally if I had a brand or a a business my first out my first thing would be influencers yeah influencers because they have that huge voice yeah and they're able to like reach those kind of niche audiences sometimes Exactly. Like, especially with your with the nano influencers, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. You know, I think obviously when when sales are effective, people want to cut funding to like anything, and yeah. maybe maybe like if people are cutting funding to influencers, you know, maybe that's the wrong idea where they shouldn't be doing that, where they should like rush the influencers because they can still be such a large help, but people might be cutting back in a sense. Like I know in uh, that's LA times article I mentioned before, I said that mm-hmm. digital ad spending is down 33%, which is huge. But yeah. like, you know, people are cutting back on spending online or for online advertising and for influencers because they, it's, it's out of fear. Like, you know, we need to cut back as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But 
but yeah, it's probably, it's probably the wrong reaction with that. You know, it's like, you still can sell stuff during a, you know, crisis like this and you still can, um, keep a brand image, you know, maybe if you're not selling as much as still like, you still need to be able to have your brand be out there and be noticed, you know? Right. You can keep afloat. So I guess the main question is the future of influencer marketing with COVID-19. The big answer to that is you don't, we don't know. We don't know what the future looks like. We don't know how far COVID is going to go, but what we do know is that businesses are, there's a lot of businesses that are still thriving and there's some that aren't and could influencer marketing be the solution to that? I think it depends on how you utilize it and who you utilize. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a senior right now and you're in grad school. And so like, we're both soon enough going to be going out into the industry and, you know, working with influencers. And so like, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, run away from influencers, but you should like kind of run towards them. Honestly, uh, I have noticed that a lot of the articles that I was reading mentioned that the influencer culture is like dying down. Mm. And I know like, you mentioned that in class with like nano influencers who are kind of taking over, you know? Yeah. And so um, kind of looking out in the future for like a PR student, do you think that, how do you, how do you think the future is going to look with influencers? I'll say this. From my research, I think that they're, and just, you know, like you said, I'm a grad student getting ready to graduate and I've been looking at jobs. There's so many companies looking for people that specialize, particularly in influencers. Literally, I just applied for a job that says influencer manager, how to find influencers, research influencers, like your job would just be influencer, influencer, influencer. So it's it's a hot commodity, but also I say this. We know just from our experience, just living through life, there are things called trends. We know that trends go in style and they go out of style. The biggest thing as someone who is that studies digital PR, studies online branding, um, content and all that good stuff, you have to follow trends. You have to continuously research. Things are continuously continuously growing things are always changing and that's your duty to kind of stay on top of that influencers may be the thing now for the next couple of years but then after that who knows what's next yeah you know who knows you never know so the key factor to that is staying on top of your research staying in the loop of things staying in the loop of trends and figuring out what's going to be the best method for your brand or business or company Mm. all right yeah. I think we covered a lot. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for coming for I know, uh, this was fun, guys. Um so like I said, um definitely be on the lookout for my vlogs. You can go to my channel, bring your own brand, becoming a nano influencer, or you can follow me on Instagram at Rhonda Denise One for some more great content. Um continue to stay stay safe out there, guys, and you do the same, Nathan. Yeah, absolutely. All right, see you everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, share, and send us your comments on SoundCloud or tweet us using the hashtag PROnlineChat.